0: All right, Mr. Lubwub, how are what's you? Up, what's up?
1: What's up?
0: How are you this week, sir?
1: I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty well. I've had a lot of stuff that I've gotten done this week, it's been pretty exciting. That's I, always uh, good, yeah. Man, I'm chewing gum and it sounds off on the microphone, so I'm gonna stop that right now.
0: I'm drinking wine out of a bourbon glass, so
1: good company. <laughs> struggles, struggles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, no, I um. I spent, you know, 14, 15 hours on Wednesday uh, just digging in and getting done with, or on Tuesday, digging in and getting done with uh, my family's D&D podcast. I know. I saw and It's so, live. Yeah. So there's a teaser that's out now, and the mm-hmm. uh, first episode drops tomorrow at 9 in the morning, and then every Friday until August 24th, we've got seven weeks of episodes, that's and that's all done. Awesome. That's just, Yeah, it's exciting. It and is that is. Work, yeah.
0: The teaser was uh, the teaser was pretty dope. So
1: hey, thanks, appreciate that. And yeah, uh, I'm I, uh, excited. I'm I'm super pumped. I'm excited. I, uh, I got. What's up? I'm excited to tune in, man. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad that you're excited. I uh, I yeah. just got notification from iTunes and Stitcher that the streams are approved and live, so I can access them, and now everyone can access. Well, that's them. So it'll be everywhere tomorrow.
0: There we go. Yeah, that's man. phenomenal.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah. Getting things
0: accomplished. Fuck Get yeah! Ready for Comic Con. Oh, I'm still, as the kids say,
1: I, jelly. So, ooh, I thought you were gonna say salty, but jelly is so much more. No, 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 no.
0: I'm not salty. That you're getting to go to Comic Con, that's phenomenal. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm jelly. I mean, something weird about a 37 year old man saying jelly.
1: No, there's something very weird about
0: that. Mm. But. Yep.
1: No, no comment. All right, Comic-Con. we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. So, welcome to another episode of Bounty Board. Uh, as we have already introduced each other, I am Caleb, and with me, as always, player two on this podcast is Eric. What's happening? Um, we got some. Uh, we got another good episode. Hopefully, I, I think we got another good episode. I think so, so. To to get things started, to kick things off, we're going to dive into some news, Eric. I apologize. I didn't send you these news articles. Um, I don't know why. Bastard. I'm a bad person. Yeah, we can just go with that. That works. So we'll start off with news from today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Epic Games. Is it today the 12? Yeah, it's from today, guys. Mm -hmm. Epic Games is taking a smaller cut from Unreal Asset Maker, saying Fortnite's success is why. Did you see this? I did. I did. So this is coming from Owen Good over at Polygon, to give credit where credit's due. The original split, or the current split, before today, for people making games on Unreal, which was made by Epic, mm-hmm. was 70 30. Developers yep. got seventy percent and uh Epic got thirty. They're changing it to eighty eight twelve. That's a So if we needed any other indication that Fortnite is making them a fuck ton of money. Yeah, that's a huge jump. That's the first thing I
0: took away from that. I mean, that wasn't like that wasn't like five percent or No. I mean, that's a full
1: 8
0: 28 wait what out. No, was 70 to 18 i'm sorry yeah I'm i was like math. i was like wait a minute <laughs>
1: i'm very bad at math just forgive me for this i was
0: like hold on a second here guys that's not how we do math wait, wait a second wait a minute um yeah, yeah I, I think know. i think that's crazy um the fact that they attribute that success flat out to fortnite and not the engine in which people are using <laughs> Uh, to do that with, is uh, is pretty is pretty bonkers.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For those of you watching on the stream, I just coughed and you didn't hear it because I yep. muted it. Yeah, mute skills. All right, moving on to news part two, which has two parts itself. Uh, if you guys didn't hear, this was announced uh, yesterday. Uh, Overwatch League struck a deal with Disney and ESPN. Did you see this, Eric? Uh, I did. I'm not. I don't like that I
0: saw it, but I saw it.
1: Wait, hold on. Why not?
0: Um, I I don't. I just I feel like Disney already owns the world, and now they're infiltrating more.
1: Yeah. See, but, Disney owns ESPN, so right. I don't think it's so much they struck a deal with Disney as much as it's like you know Overwatch is going to be on ESPN. Is it I cool? You can do that without that dude.
0: I think that I think the more pertinent question is: Is it cool? Right, for an esports league to get that is potentially getting now, it's the deal's kind of loose, right? Um, I just saw the headlines, I haven't read the article, so I may be wrong here. But the it's cool that an esport is going to be getting play on the thing that is the sports network. Um, I think that's a big step. I think a lot of people are, are gonna be, and, and Overwatch as a, as, a, as a game is cool, it has some fundamentals. That lend itself to sport in team play roles. You know what specific role Absolutely. you you have there. Is yeah. that the right game to bring esports to the mainstream? I don't think so. Um, what, what what game is? No, I think right? I think you're gonna have problems with any game, and we've talked about this a little bit before. We're gonna you're gonna have problems with any game that's a first person shooter really getting mass appeal, right? Because it's so fast and you. Don't you can't really see plays ever shaping up, uh, to the point of I still think that when you get a game, uh, when you start getting games like League of Legends or Dota or one of those contenders into the realm of esports and letting people watch those, you can really see from because they lend themselves with the isometrics perspective to begin with. You can start seeing the lanes shape up, you can start seeing plays sure. being made when all of a sudden, and the second you start understanding those, it's like oh, I get this game now. I get the rules. I get the roles. I understand that this team just got the, the dragon that's in jungle. They're going to go fuck these guys up now that are trying to get the speed buff um, type of thing. Yeah. Um, there's have you MOBA. watched
1: much Overwatch League?
0: I, I haven't. So maybe it's so, cool.
1: Well, no. I mean, they do a thing. It's not, it's not only from the player's point of view. They switch into it occasionally, but they also have spectator cams that give you a wide view of the screen or wide view of the field of play. And they do third-person stuff, so you can see more of what's going on around the character.
0: No, I understand that. You can see the, you can see it. I just think there's a disconnect from the speed in which it's moving, where you can see it. it first-person shooters, I, maybe it's just me personally. I've never bridged that gap of,
1: yeah,
0: uh, watching a first-person shooter, uh, you know, versus. And then I know they got spectator Motors. I watch PUBG tournaments all the time uh, on Twitch, but it's one of those things where it's like, all right, cool. It's still this has a more of a closer line to an actual team sport than the first-person shooter modes, even with the third-person perspective, in my humblest of opinions.
1: No, I mean, that makes sense. It'll be interesting to see what happens because Mm -hmm. uh, the Overwatch League has been pretty wildly popular. It has been. uh, Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for, if not complete success, a lot of potential for uh, a kind of saturation that esports hasn't really had yet.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a uh, I think it's a I think it's gonna be cool. I think it's a big deal, uh, and we'll see we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the second part of that news story, it's <laughs> it's kind of dumb, but Overwatch League's grand final tickets, which are gonna be the twenty seventh and twenty eighth, if you mm-hmm. didn't know, at the Barclays Center, um, the grand finals tickets cost more than a Bruno Mars, Elton John, or Drake concert, ringing in at a whopping one hundred and fifty two dollars a ticket. So, I mean, are they all
0: on the same bill? No. Because <laughs> oh. yes, that's, that's cheap if they're all on the same bill for this. No, I, I might great. pay $500 a ticket to see that concert. Um, yeah. I don't really have a reaction to that. I don't. I think it speaks sure. to, I mean, TwitchCon <laughs> tickets prices rose exponentially this year i think it speaks to the state that gaming is in right in the fact that it has become such a pop pop culture thing i'm hoping that you know it it doesn't get to the point where it's out of control right because you're going to get a lot of people especially with this vocal as this community is that just um that just bulk at that and then we're gonna it's, it's gonna hurt people so
1: yeah it'll be interesting um I mean, I don't think they're gonna have an issue selling out. No, I don't either. Uh, and that, like you said, maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's a bad thing. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, you saw Joaquin Phoenix cast as the Joker.
0: I did. Yeah. And so the first thing he did was say the role scares the hell out of him.
1: That was the that was the story I started. Up, mm-hmm. I, I pulled up. He says it scares the fucking shit out of me.
0: Um, but if I remember correctly, him and Heath Ledger were pretty good friends, um, sure yeah. IRL, uh, and not that I'm <laughs> not that I'm saying that uh, that role drove Heath Ledger um, to his untimely demise, um, but it haunted him um, in the, yeah. in the way that he got into it. And you know, rest his soul. It's that because of him in that movie, that is my all time favorite superhero movie, hands down. Um, not because of Batman, because of the fucking bad guy he was so perfect and so realistically believable that that could be done by some guy who put a mask a face mate on um i tried it and failed immediately and got a misdemeanor um but you know wait wait (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: i was like jokes 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 yeah Yeah, uh, i think I don't think anyone can should take this role and not be terrified of right. it. Right? A because it's a really hard uh, legacy to live up to. Even if you don't even if even before Heath Ledger, like you had Mark Hamill, you had Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hard role to live up to. And yeah. then on top of that, the fact that like when Heath Ledger asked Jack Nicholson for advice, he said, "Don't do it." Yeah uh everyone who's played the joker has like i mean i guess everyone who's played the joker post caesar romero i don't remember hearing any stories of caesar <laughs> romero having issues different mentally different <laughs> uh different,
0: different totally different character totally different time yeah
1: exactly but everyone who's played post jack nicholson uh even in voice acting have been like it's dark it takes you to a dark place
0: yeah and i think the most interesting thing and if you look at all of the superheroes, Marvel and d c alike, right? You've got a couple super you know superheroes outside of you know when you look at like and I don't this is not the topic and this is not the podcast, but since we're here, uh, we might as well touch yeah. on it. Um, you know the 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 superheroes that could happen in real life, you know you've got your Batmans, you've got your Iron Mans, but they take a a certain thing to do. Namely, to be a billionaire playboy philanthropist, um, sure. which is much harder to do than a role like the Joker, where it's much easier, I feel, to make the leap from real life, where you oh, are yeah. a super villain because all you got—I mean, all you got to do—and I don't want to take this, you know, down a, a weird route, uh, given the, you know, the lighthearted nature of what we're talking about here, but um, yeah.
1: Don't
0: read them, the Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah, if I aim my camera up a little bit that way, they're all right there. We could, you know, jot a couple pages down if we wanted. Um, I know you're listening, NSA. Hello. All right, this is getting weird. Can, uh, no, but what really I'm, yeah, no, no, what I'm, what I'm getting at is, is, what I'm getting at is, is, they, it, that's why it scares the hell out of people. That's why it should scare the hell out of people, is because you can, you're, you're playing a role that could very easily translate to somebody just doing it, right? you know, taking that on.
1: uh, that was part of the the killing joke, right? As much as that book may or may not be marred by its choice in treating specific characters. Uh, he has that scene where he was, he Mm -hmm. has Gordon in that little carousel and he's like telling him like, yo, everyone's just one bad day away from being. Yep. Exactly.
0: Um, Uh, what was that movie with, uh, Michael, not Michael Keaton, uh, Michael Douglas. Um, uh, where he literally gets fired from his job, something else happens, and he goes and buys a gun, uh, and just starts taking out uh, taking out people. Is that Wall Street? No.
1: That would that would be but... Michael
0: Keaton just jumping out of a window. Um it's Michael, it's or Michael, Michael Douglas. Um, come
1: on, come on.
0: I know. Hold Sorry.
1: Oh, you're talking about Ant Man.
0: <laughs> 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 no, but okay. Uh,
1: anyway. <laughs> Move on. Anyway, moving on. Then this one is going to lead us into our, our topic for the day. But remember, if if you were listening, oh, dear viewers and listeners, um, last time we talked, we were talking about um Battle Royale games and what their impact is going to be. But we had a news story um, that was Ubisoft, one of the developers of Ubisoft, saying they didn't want their games to be finite anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they were talking about the possibility of extending games further after release and adding more things to them as DLC that like, maybe even could become a, a whole second game. Right. And the day after, I believe, the day after we talked about that, uh, UBC, there's another article I found at Bleeding Cool um, by Patrick Dane. Credit. Mm-hmm. credit uh, that's the headline itself. I, I sent this to you and was like, "We, we called it." Uh, Ubisoft suggests new technology could allow several historical periods or countries in one Assassin's Creed or Far Cry game.
0: Um, hey, just sidebar: we're pretty fucking good at this.
1: Hey, man, we kind of uh, got a finger on the pulse, ear to the ground—all those metaphors. Yeah,
0: attention. we uh, we read the tea leaves very well. Yes. Anyway. Quite.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this uh, this news article is from, um, a, a, wait, hang on. Yeah, the executive vice president of Creative for Ubisoft Canadian Studios. His name is, uh, not, this might even be the same guy that I quoted last time. Maybe this is just more of the same conversation. Um, then Lionel Reno, but he says, we will have te- technology that will break the current limits of memory, for instance, because of new technologies that are arriving. We would be able to, in the same world, have several historical periods, for instance in Assassin's Creed, and use the animus to travel from one to the other. Or have different areas of the world linked by travel systems so that a Far Cry game or a Watchdog's game could happen in different countries and the same experience. Heartbeat heart still. Oh man. It's 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 everything I want, right? Like it, if if there's a possibility that a watchdog's game could simultaneously simultaneously take place in Seattle and London. This... Uh, or an Assassin's Creed game could take place in, like, Fuel Japan and present-day Tokyo, right? And just, like, be able to jump between the two of them? Big, huge, fully put-together worlds? <sighs> this is
0: the precursor to Ready Player One. And we'll talk about VR <laughs> yeah. on a different podcast, but, sure. you know, that that is... We might even talk about it in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I don't want to, you know, I'll, yeah. I will I may not go too deep into this until you actually tell everybody what the topic of the podcast is. <laughs> actually, do that first, and then I'll finish my thought.
1: <laughs> okay, well, the, the topic leading from this news article is um, single-player versus multiplayer, and with a specific focus on what each of those genres need to do to begin uh, to maintain sustainability mm-hmm. or to become more sustainable. Right. A uh, proceed.
0: All right. So I think back, going back to what I was saying is ready player one is, you know, and for those of you who have read it, um, I hold that book in high regard. It's not the greatest literary work um, by any means uh, in, um, you know, the, the world, but the the context of it. And once you get past all the pop culturey you know, nerd, nerdgasm stuff in there. I think it lays out a pretty interesting framework for where gaming is going. And this happens to be our topic today, which is, you know, single player versus multiplayer in the fact that, uh, and then leads into that article that you were just mentioning from, uh, the creative director, uh, one of the creative directors at Ubisoft is this notion of being able to play a game by yourself. And we've been seeing this, um, yeah it was a very fun book thank you Ben hi Ben um it was a very fun book um wow, wow, wow. Yeah. yeah um it it uh you you've you're the fact that you're even present in the stream right now has thrown me um but uh it 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 I think it paves the way and we're gonna start seeing a lot more of this and I don't we've mentioned anthem In E3, we mentioned Anthem. In post-E3, we mentioned Anthem in the last two episodes. But I'm going to mention it again. I think we're going to see this single-player versus multiplayer uh, a lot in Anthem because it is a single-player game um, that is playable multiplayer. Or it's a multiplayer, depending on how you want to look at it, what lens you want to look at it through. Or it's a multiplayer game that you can happen to be playing solo um, until... uh, Hello, Sergeant Sodium. uh, Until um, you... uh, until your friends get on uh but i think even going back before anthem where we're going to see it highlighted a little bit more in a different way you've got games that have been perfecting this drop in drop out um gameplay for a while we saw it in the latest iteration of ghost recon we saw it in uh hmm. I, I think i think borderlands uh the original borderlands did a phenomenal job of it where you could play that game 100 percent by yourself Uh, And then when your buddies got on, they could just hop into your game and all of your progress is is there. Um, And I think we're going to continue to see it. I think probably the game coming out this fall that's going to highlight it the most, um, and we've yet to see any real details on it, is uh, Fallout 76.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Fallout translates that. So, yeah, this is, I mean, there's so many talking points, but just to, to, I guess, springboard off of Fallout seventy six, right? There's a there's a game that's never been multiplayer. Well, hmm, was the first wasteland that Fallout was based on multiplayer? Did it have like adversarial? I don't remember. I don't either. Uh, anyway, so with with a with a game that's never been multiplayer, now moving into multiplayer. It raises a lot of questions and, and fears and, and doubts from longtime fans, right? So it'll be interesting to see how Fallout 76 does it because there's so many ways that could go wrong. There's already like when nuke, Sea of Thieves came out. Nuke trolling? Yeah, exactly. When Sea of Thieves when Sea Thieves came out, there was the there was the the whole discussion over the fact that like they may have set up a game that was or they may have built a game that was kind of set up to leave people open to being trolled um so like how are these how are these ah <laughs> my brain's going a million miles an hour uh, uh oh ben said the pc fallout from uh, the fallout from pc days that was top down right. to their own. okay um it's interesting because there's a lot of ways it can go, um, and I don't think Fallout my, is the my first choice for a game that's been historically single player that needed multiplayer. Um, I think that Skyrim needed it, and they gave us Elder Scrolls Online, and that wasn't the kind of way they. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think didn't, I didn't. I didn't need. I wanted Skyrim with one or two friends, not twenty thousand people right and i
0: think well i think and uh, you know the the chat and ben brings up a good point for those of you that are listening to this later um and we'll touch on that in a second um but i think yeah fallout and skyrim are and you know the elder scrolls online aside that take a took a very singular player experience and turned it into an mmo i think that game though lended itself um because you already had the world built you didn't have to Get people used to it. So, fans who are interested in playing that game forever um, and not, you know, leveling up a character in each different path you possibly could uh, and just replaying the same content over and over again. Although those games are phenomenal at never having to take the same path. Um, I think there's a more, there's a broader question though is do. Single-player experiences have, and this is not a personal opinion. This I'm just throwing this out to you and to the chat. Is do single-player what? I, what the hell was that? Um, <laughs> a lighting element? Okay. Um, <laughs> do single-player. Exper- I thought you were trying and to like wish me away. Yeah. Okay. Fireball. All right, don't um, worry. Fireball. Um, yeah. Do single-player experiences have a future in? this world where always online is, you know, been at the start of this console generation pushed upon us in a very much fighting back, uh, that the that we put our forks in the sand with, you know, against Don Matrick and Microsoft specifically where Man, over the, you can't, we
1: can't, we can't go an episode without you bringing him up. I'm Fuck that guy.
0: I, <laughs> I, I really, I really don't wish I'm, as I've get, as I'm getting older, I realize that I don't. I, my my aggression is settling down a little bit, but really. Oh, f- is it? Fuck <laughs> that guy! <laughs> fuck that guy! Um, I'm settling down a bit.
1: Fuck
0: that guy! Fuck that guy! Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say the other comments in my head. I'm I'm going to check that. Um, but my point being is is now that we have this world and as broadband speeds continue to increase, does this does the single player experience just go away? Um, in the realm that we know it, where wow. you log in. So like, for example, Vampyr, that was a game that came out. I was really looking forward to that. <laughs> the premise, the storyline, everything spoke to me. I wanted to play it. However, you know, you can argue budgeting. You can argue, okay, am I spending $60 at launch? I probably will never play that game because I keep telling myself I'll wait for games like that to go on sale and then I'll play them but then, when the time comes around, there's always a multiplayer sure. game to play. Always yeah, something that, yeah, that good. I want to play, that I can play with you, that I can play with the guys in the in the chat right now watching the stream. Uh, or at with the, the release, it'll yeah. go
1: on discount like right when Red Dead Redemption comes out. And sorry,
0: <laughs> dumb idea. No one's
1: playing anything else. Nope. Fucking Call of Duty is trying to avoid Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, dumb idea. No, you're right. Um, I cut you off. Were you sorry? No, I cut no I'm you good. Off. What were you I'm doing? Good. Okay, okay. So I don't think that. So well, the first, the first question I wanted to ask in this topic was, what do we think single player needs to do to stick around? But I almost want to change gears because I don't think it's an issue of single player sticking around. Honestly, um, it's. I don't think it's. Uh, man, <laughs> I want to talk about everything at once, and it's not working. So. You're, I think you're right. Single player is going to change, but I don't think that means multiplayer uh additions. I don't think that means like watchdogs where there will always be a chance of a player interacting with you because I don't think people want that always. Uh, and there are companies that to this day stay adamant about not doing that, right? Like, as much as Bethesda definitely is doing that in Fallout 76, for a long time they were all about saving single-player, and they still are. They're still completely staying completely steadfast to their dedication of making single-player based games. Um, so I don't think we're gonna see it disappear. It just needs to adapt. And like, in your opinion, what about single-player needs to adapt to keep people there? Do you think it has to have a multiplayer element worked into it, even if it's a light multiplayer?
0: No, um I think you have to focus if you're going to make a single player game and this is this is not uh you know and this is not easily accomplished. You have to be a naughty dog. You have to be somebody um who can create it, who is not looking at it from a gameplay's perspective first. They are looking at it from telling a story. Um, God of War, I think, did this phenomenal. And even though I didn't play it, I watched a single streamer that I follow. Um, and same thing with, uh, same thing with that. Um, uh, same thing with Horizon Zero Dawn. I watched a single streamer who I happen to follow play through both of those games. I also watched her play through uh, Detroit, Become Human. I didn't feel yeah. I had to play those games because I was basically watching her do a choose your own adventure movie. Gears of War is a little bit more action oriented, right? Um, you know, but Horizon Zero Dawn, I still felt like I was engaged enough with that story that whenever she went on with her stream, I didn't tune out. Um, like yeah. all day during those days where she was streaming those games, I just had her in my headphones as I was doing work and when I would hear her react and go, "Oh shit," Um, she would, you know, I would turn and look in the action. I'd get to see that, you know, kind of heart pounding moment. A lot of times, yeah. she, a yeah. lot of times she died. But the fact of the matter is, is and I and I'll never forget her chat while she was playing Detroit Become Human. And there's a particular scene in that game where you are uh playing as the female android, and I can't remember her name. Um, but you're dealing with a the, the you're dealing with a father and a daughter, and the father is going up to beat the crap out of this little girl. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, spoiler alert. So anyway, ultimately, you have to you make the decision. There's a quick time event, which is fine. Um, I don't mind them as long as they make sense in the context of the story. But you have to make this decision to consciously go and save this child as the android. And it was a gut-wrenching scene, especially as a father, to watch this happen. Um, and then you can choose, you know, because they're... Um, what I don't remember the I can't the, the publisher's name is on the tip of my tongue now. Quantic uh, Dreams Quantic Dreams. I wanted to say quantum. David uh, David Cage. Yep, yep there just we go. I wanted to remember that guy. Um, but uh yeah, it was it was the way that was written and just the way it was done to tug on those emotional heartstrings. And going back to your original question, I think that is how <laughs> single player games must evolve, right? They have to defy Roger Ebert and become an art form, which we already believe that they are. Um there's another guy that can, there's another guy that can fuck off um when it comes to gaming. Um I'm so calm in my old age.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> calm. So you brought up you brought up two things though, and the first one prompted me to ask uh so is it just that single player games need to get good which I don't think works because the last 2 years if they've been any indication single player games can be great. Um and then the second one is i i don't think games like like um aquatic dream i don't think games like the games that Quantic dream make are an answer because those games aren't played by many people at all
0: well yeah now but that brings up a whole different angle which you you we naturally got to and i thought we would is the financials it's not safe anymore for a publisher to make a single player game financially
1: yeah why You know what I mean? Like, the the reason, I mean, I guess the the obvious why is people aren't buying them and playing through them, right? Or, or playing through them doesn't really matter, right? People aren't buying. Mm -hmm. And, and that seems to get upended when you have games like God of War come out and sell millions of copies or Horizon Zero Dawn or Zelda or Right, uh, but it, uh, any of the big single-player games that have released in the last two years... With
0: the exception of Horizon Zero Dawn, you mentioned two franchises that have been around and kind of defined consoles, right? God of War sure, is a tent pole franchise for Sony. The Legend of Zelda, you saw my tweets to, uh, uh, to Brian. Uh, I can never pronounce his last... How do you pronounce Brian's last name? Oh, okay. Crescente. Thank Crescente. you. Um, uh, Crescente, where I... You know, when he asked that question about... Um, you when know what? Games, when, when did ga- click, When did it really it solidify? You know, when I took that, when my mom came home and said, "Hey, I saw this at the store. Here you go." And I opened it up, and that gold cartridge was there. That was it. Game over. And now I I, look, I fast forward these many many years, and I'm sitting here talking to one of my good friends I play games with on a nightly basis about video games. Um, sure. But my point being is, is the financials is it just doesn't make sense? To your point is. You look at Fortnite and what we just talked about at the top of the show. Yeah, Epic bet, Games just restructured <laughs> their yeah. entire profit-sharing model with the developers, and Epic has two things going for them. They have Fortnite, and they have the undisputed most used engine of all the games. All of them. Um, there's not a game... there's You'd be hard-pressed... To find a game, not sorry, not hard pressed, but it would be tough to find a game that doesn't have some sort of epic asset in it uh, that is super popular these days from a multiplayer perspective, excluding Dice, Bungie, uh, and Ubisoft.
1: Yeah, but see, like, I don't know. I don't a hundred percent agree with that because if you well, you're wrong. Oh, it... Oh, okay. Well, thanks for coming, guys. This is-
0: Episode over. Yeah. No. Uh, there's. Um, a- mm. So, are we oh, grunting? Yeah, are we grunting and wording the rest of the time? Is it, <laughs> is it single syllables yeah, just- for the rest of the? <clears> throat> throat> I don't know if that's gonna work without the visuals of the stream
1: for the for the pod. Ooh, yeah, the audio is gonna be <laughs> the most ASMR weird shit. Uh, so but, fuck me, dude! What the hell? I don't know. There is, there's a reason that that single player games are dropping off, and I is do you think Fortnite's a good measuring stick? No, I think in I said, any way. So let's because look at that. Gets brought up a lot when when you talk about single player games falling off. People are like, look how much money Fortnite's making, or look how much money PUBG made when it was in beta. And I don't think those games are adequate measuring sticks for an industry
0: that's. The chat said it, and it. it, it not, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off, but it. It goes back to something I said. Um, what,
1: what did the chat say? People, people are listening to the
0: podcast. Commu- Sorry, I, I'm getting there. Hold on. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I was trying not to belch. I'm trying
1: to, I'm trying to speed you up. When you I was trying
0: that. not to belch, like. <laughs> audibly so the podcast you know the the audio here is a, a a giant rip um i already got enough going against me that i live in texas i mean i don't need the rest of the world you know thinking i'm a total total hick um but with that said i think the chat and ben specifically said it right it's community and i mentioned it a couple podcasts ago is i go when i was ta- the story about when i go to pick up my daughter from the elementary school I was literally sitting there and then I, all of a sudden I joined a conversation with a couple of dads talking about what they did the night before in Fortnite. Now they were talking about how they died like 15 times in a row. So I don't, they never, they never want to play with me. Um, which is fine because I don't want in on that, but, um,
1: (laughs) you play with us young kids to keep your
0: youth. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not even that it's yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, it's, it's those that sense of community, I think, that sense of belonging that multiplayer games bring, whether you're getting trolled, whether you suck, whether you're not, and those water cooler moments. I think we have reached a point where games are prevalent enough in not only pop culture, but mainstream culture with things like Dota, League of Legends, Fortnite, PUBG, these these Battle Royale games, plus the prevalence, plus the prevalence of twitch youtube and just social media in general right um where you've got these people who are watching games while they're at work they're watching these kids play i mean you think about the top streamers tim the tatman shroud dr disrespect um dr lupo these guys that are the top echelon of twitch and they're they 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 are they have half a million ninja they have half a million views on a daily basis right sure. people watching sure. them play these games specifically not single player games multiplayer games so then when you go home what do you want to do well shit i'm the 32 year old I, i'm the 37 year old guy who wants to be shrouded. well that's never going to happen uh, i'm not speaking about me i'm talking about a friend um But that's that's the point. Is I can get up the next day and I've got something to talk about with the Discord on you guys. Oh shit! Did you see that shot last night? Did you see that clip I made? Um... Yeah.
1: No, I think he's right. Community is a big part of it, but at the same time, like all these games that are single player that get huge coverage have community as well, right? I shared your you shared stories about uh, watching Horizon Zero Dawn, but I went and talked to people about playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I've also gone and had like full sit-down conversations about what happened while we were playing uh the first last of us when that came out. Or Uncharted. You know what I mean? Right, but like, I single think single player games can still have community, but there's a I don't multiplayer games really easily fall into sports. I think right? and well sports have been sports have been I mean we we even defined interesting events that happen in multiplayer and in campaigns as water cooler events, which is you sit around the cooler with your friends and talk about it. Right. That's a sports parallel. So I think multiplayer has that community because it's like sports, but single player, like how do they, how does single player get that?
0: This goes back to my comment about rock solid storytelling. Right. And I think I'm in good company with the people that are in the chat right now that are, you know, with, with Ben um, uh, and, and Ryan um, is I think, and you bring up a phenomenal point. Is we all watched Luke Cage alone? We all watched Ready Player One alone. We read Ready Player One alone. They have those moments of when you see a good piece of cinema. Sitting down and talking about, um, or sitting down, and I, I and so there, there's, I you guys always remember me, um, yeah. Inside of that jaw dropping, you know, was it worth talking about? Yes, it totally was. So <laughs> my dad and I have read. My dad is a huge sci-fi. Uh, novel reader, uh, and he's put that. You know, he, luckily he's instilled that with me. So my dad gave me uh, when I was 14 years old. My dad handed me eight books. It was the Dark Tower series, and he said, "Read these, right." And my dad and I talked about it, and we had something to talk about. And then he he gave them to me again, another edition, on my 25th birthday, and said, "Read them," because this is what he did with them. And then he gave me another edition on my th- uh, 35th birthday, and I actually just finished reading them again. And it was amazing to watch how that perspective changed. And my point is, is I think that's where single player games have the hook and where you still play and where they still have a life is those water cooler moments of I have something from appreciating an art form to talk about with my friends. But that doesn't have the longevity of a sports game that I'm playing every damn night. Right. I'm not you and I. And the, the the teammates or the, the guys we play the chat with, right, that are ha- hanging out with us tonight, is we're going to talk about the unbelievable storylines and those epic moments in the horizons, the gods of war, the last of us, the, you know, hell, the upcoming Spider-Man game. Um, There's only one god of war. Right. There is. <laughs> you said uh, gods of war, I'm sorry. Gods of war games. God God of wars.
1: I, I knew what you meant. I was just being an asshole.
0: All right. It's your no, eleventh. Right. It's it's your eleventh birthday Saturday, right, or is it twelve? Okay.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I so the question I guess I want to ask based on on what you're what you're saying here though, is, I guess, versus a statement, I don't I don't think that single player games are getting worse though, right? And so the the argument so far has been that like single player games need to be. Keeping people's attention, need to be good, need to have those great stories. How many? And I think a lot of them are. But let me. Okay, finish it. Sorry, yeah. But I also think that it's a lack of attention. Like Ben mentioned that the end of the game inside was jaw dropping. I don't know if you played inside. Mm -hmm. Um, It's made by the guys who made Limbo, so uh, Play Dead Dead Studios. Um, If I'm wrong, chat, correct me. I think it's Play Dead. Yep. The end of that game was stunning, and it felt like uh, a Miyazaki movie. But, I'm, and, and I'm going to round back on the first part now, I don't think that it's so much that single-player games aren't doing cool things. I think it's that people have... I frequently hear people complain about how long cutscenes are, or having to sit through a cutscene. when they like All these people that just skip through cutscenes because they want to get to the game. They want to get to the game. I, don't, I think that's newer. I think that's a newer problem that we're running into, which is why all these developers are throwing out numbers where they're like, hey, uh, only 30% of people finish the last Call of Duty story. That's because no one playing Call of Duty wants to play the story. So that's not indicative of... I don't even think it was 30%. It might have been less. I don't think that's indicative of the single-player industry, though. That's Call of Duty. Like, no one buys that game for the campaign. I do, and I'm not going to buy Black Ops 4 because there's no... Single-player campaign, like that, that's that's how old school I guess I am, but I think it may be an attention span thing. Because I, I, there's a lot of really quality single-player content coming out, and I mean look at the, and then maybe this is a whole sorry I'm rambling. Maybe this is a whole other topic though. Look at the number of indie games with good stories that keep coming out, like Celeste and Inside and Hyperlight Drifter. Been brought up earlier in right. the chat
0: it's it's an endless trove of them but let's think about this your first day of school is probably in august right so you know when you go back to high school and you hang out are you
1: making a joke at me are you making are you talking
0: about kids i'm making a joke at you but i have a point (laughs) so but let's think about this you are uh you are a (laughs) it was it just played so well you walked right into it um but let's say you're 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 and and this is where they are right If you are – and I have – my my wife has a a cousin who has some teenage sons, and every time I see these teenage sons, the only thing they talk to me about is multiplayer experiences. And I think this drives into my point on what I was saying is these kids go to school. It's no longer um, like when – you know, Sketch Sawyer, the guy we keep referencing who's not on the podcast and he's on the stream right now, it's no longer the kids (laughs) who – are the 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 dorks and getting shoved in lockers? Not that you and I were ever getting shoved in lockers, Ben. Um, I don't know just, if I know anyone. That just was ever just just them. you're you're ten. Of course you don't. It's a different world. Fuck
1: word. off! Stop um, that shit.
0: <laughs> but you know, given Ben's and my size and stature, I don't think we ever got shoved in a locker. But the, the point being is, seen, is have you seen me? Um, <laughs> I was gonna do it again, and then I stopped myself. <laughs> but my point being is is the kids now gaming is no longer reserved for the quote-unquote nerds the quote-unquote dorks it is everybody the 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 kid that i'm talking oh, about man. my my wife's uh nephew is uh, yeah technically your nephew too
1: right
0: yeah by law that's weird but whatever um He's a he he just graduated high school last year and the last time I saw him he was talking to me about Fortnite. He was talking to me about Smite. He was talking about these multiplayer experiences and I think that drives back to your point as well where it is very much the water cooler sports mentality cuz this is the quarterback of the varsity team who after practice is going to play games with his friends that all happen sure. to also play football. Um sure. so I think it's it the point I'm making is a twofold, right? You've got The sports mentality, which draws in the older guys, the guys that I go pick up my daughter from school with. But then you also have these kids who have the lesser attention spans that don't have the fortitude or the constitution to sit down and play through Metal Gear Solid. Because the second they get to that first cutscene, that is 20 minutes of unskippable footage. It's not there, and you also have to remember this is a different generation of kids that are growing up, and publishers have to have to take that into account. Ben, myself, not so much you, um, and that's not a joke against your age. I'm just saying, Ben and I, uh, again, the guy who's in the stream, not on the podcast.
1: um, I think I think you can lump me into that group too.
0: Yeah, I can, uh, but you're you you have a class. no, 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 you have a classical knowledge of gaming let me give you a, a more practical example is myself and my very first console was the atari right i mean a, a game where the the whole premise was to take a dot not a not, and not even a dot a square and move it back and forth then i graduated to nintendo and it was the shit it was 100%
1: um, no i think he's saying the atari was shit
0: oh yeah no but it was like but it was but if you think about back then that was it Then I got a Nintendo, and I was one of those kids who got a Nintendo because my doctor was very progressive, and I was prescribed a Nintendo because I had an eye-tracking problem. I could not focus. It's fine. I could not focus on a single spot. So my doctor, and my mom is a super hippie mom, so when it comes to diet and shit like that, he said, literally, have you seen this thing? It forces kids to focus on a single thing in the middle of the screen. And that's why I got a Nintendo. It was the most unbelievable thing. Um,
1: Man, I so, want a prescription for video games. What the fuck?
0: Yep. That got me hooked. Um, so, which is super funny and everybody reacts exactly <laughs> like you. But my point being is, is we grew up playing these trudgingly long single player experiences. My, my daughter and my son they're playing single player experiences because daddy will not let them play online yet, right? Plus I'm going to I'm going to force them to appreciate the classics whether they want to or not. Um but with that said, the generation now, "Hey mom, dad, I'm going to download this free game and yeah. I'm going to play it with all my friends." How does a single player ca- campaign, how does a single player story compete with that for the kid? Who is not playing the game. Um not playing the game because he wants to play the game anymore, but playing the game because he wants to hang out with the popular kids.
1: Yeah. And I you you make good points. I think that I know I do you, it's <laughs> uh so I think that it's uh it's an issue with uh, how socially connected we are, right? Mm-hmm. And the like the average the average gamer is like in his thirties still, right? So I don't think that all the people playing Fortnite are a complete indication of everyone playing, but at the same time, maybe Fortnite's popularity. And Fortnite's wild popularity and extreme ease of access because it hurts it's on, me. It's on six platforms, right? It's on Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, PC, Android, iOS. Um That's crazy. Yeah, it's bananas. And I think that maybe, I don't know if it's actually moved the demographic to a younger age, but it's definitely one of those things where because it's popular, it's what's in the news and it's all people can talk about. And it'll take some time because this game's, you know, honestly, it's not even a year old. Um, It'll take some time to figure out what the real like ripples are, what the repercussions are. Uh, But at the very least, it's making everyone kind of Grab the steering wheel with two hands again and go. Oh shit! Okay. Um, how <laughs> how do we fucking deal with this? Uh, and so I, to play onto Ben's question in the mm-hmm. chat, what kind of single player do we need to make it re to, to make what to make now to reel in? Oh, he spelled real wrong. So what kind of single player games do we need to make to to reel in like fishing to reel in yeah, yeah. this generation? Um, I was with you. It's fine. You're good. No, it's all right. I was I was trying to read it. No, no, not I don't know. You don't. Yeah, I got no. It. So, what do we need to? What do we? What can single player game makers do to reel in this hyper connected generation? And I don't know, man. I'm starting to feel like what I said earlier about single player not mixing in interconnected multiplayer experiences is gonna end up being false, right? You're gonna have to find a way to make it so that people playing a single player game can interact with their friends. Because just being logical, playing against another human, other humans are far more inventive than computers can be. So, As of right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's a that's a big thing. Totally different topic. Um sure. But uh I mean Battlefield created an AI, this is sidetrack. Battlefield, the, the developers at Dice created an AI that learned the maps of Battlefield. Um That's not let's and, not and let's let's not talk well.
0: about AIs. That learn maps in games about killing people. Let's not go there. let's not. (laughs) This is not a podcast about which science fiction movie got it right and how we're all going to die in at least 10. You know, we're the next I think if you look at sci-fi movies, and this is we're still on the sidebar. If you look at sci-fi movies from 10 years ago, they all said right around the 2020 mark. Um, So... Oh,
1: God. We're close. we are. Are we going to see another
0: generation of consoles? Who knows? Tune in at 9.
1: Yeah, Adam Jensen's alive right now Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh uh-huh he's just not 30 yet oh my god that's terrifying adam jensen's like 12 years adam jensen
0: is 12 years old right now
1: (laughs) i'm adam jensen is what i'm trying to say no um i think no and i think
0: chat chat brings up a huge point is it's a demographic is it, is it's a demographic thing, but also let's, let's just, let's pivot for a minute and talk about the serialization that, you know, of things like the, the Hulu's and the Netflix and everything else where these things are seeing huge demo, you know, chunks of content that everybody is also talking about. Right. I don't want to say that the youth is all just sitting around playing video games and not doing anything. They're not because there are kids that I talk to and I interact with that don't like video games. Right. Um, that don't, but they super love movies and they super love TV shows. Um, you know, I haven't, yeah, a, Ben's right.
1: those yeah. kids are going to be the ones playing single player. games.
0: Those are the ones that are looking for deep emotional connections in single player games. So, um, uh, what's the game that so just single players for smart people, multiplayers for idiots. Yeah. <laughs> multiplayers for the jocks and single players for the nerds. Is that, is that what we're trying to say? That's what
1: we've, uh, trans- that's, transitioned that's to. what
0: we've, that's what we've digressed to. Um, No, what what is the game that just came out? Uh, Captain Sparkle Pants, the kid with the cape. Um, The Fantastic Adventures of Captain Awesome. I was close. I I was close. Uh, The Awesome
1: Adventures of Captain
0: Whatever. But my point is, is those are those that that series of games is very episodically driven, and I think even you know you see those. I think those are really good examples of single player experiences that are bite sized episodic chunks that get a lot of play because it is not a Miyamoto game, or not a Miyamoto. Miyazaki? No. Metal Gear. I've just totally. Oh,
1: <laughs> Kojima, coming thank on, you, then.
0: Kojima. Fuck it. You guys can just fire me now. I'm just going to go ahead and end the, end the stream and the podcast. Yeah.
1: Everybody, say, there will say
0: be a new it. co-host next week, guys. Um, yeah, well, there will. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll be at but...
0: <laughs> and I'll be in a hotel in Chicago. There will be, there will be <laughs> guests. Really- um no, there,
1: will be, there will be yes we'll get to
0: that
1: we'll get to that um, uh, telltale
0: Ooh, yeah telltale, telltale makes telltale is a prime example of good single player stories i think
1: well,
0: how does single well, player survive I'm, I'm not that type of game is something like that yeah you're right no um, i'm just
1: i was commenting that telltale's kind of lost there
0: surprise ben uh, um gosh. yes um oh you know what would be really cool is if i got with caesar and moe
1: Holy shit. Holy shit. Everyone listening and watching has no idea what we're talking about. Nope. I'll
0: we'll plan that later. That we'll plan that later. I'll make it. I'll talk yeah. to them after this. Um, so
1: I have a question for you, Eric. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of occurring to me as it's happening. The video game industry is young, right? We're only in year 30 of really mainstream. It
0: video it's in it its dirty 30s. You're right.
1: So, yeah, what I was going to ask is is this the first market? Sway that we're actually seeing where like that for a long time it was single player games and a multiplayer games started around 2010 right when when the first or 2008 when Modern Warfare came out and over the last 10 years multiplayer has been honing its craft and now <clears throat> and now uh, multiplayer has kind of usurped the old king on the throne of single player and of like RPG, like turning D&D into something you can play. Um, So is this just a logical, you know, like Ice Age to to hot period progression of time? It was like, are we gonna see weird
0: analogy but uh, I'm with you
1: no I'm you know what I mean like how earth has cyclical uh warm and cold spells like is this going to start is this the beginning of us seeing a cyclical yeah who went from playing tabletop games surrounded by people to being able to play them on a screen alone and not needing to go out of our houses and hang out with people to play a game with just as much story and now we're we're connected again and we're connected without having to leave our home so now we're playing with people from our homes. I so think so is the is the next step. I no. guess even we can even talk about VR is the next step that brings single player back, you know, finding a place for people to go in to a world where they can be fully immersed and it's no longer just a story that has to be good. It's the story that's good and also a world that makes you feel like you're not in your house.
0: Um yeah, so I think Dove telling on that from poker to video poker to poker VR to weird super furry chat VRs that are totally odd. Um, to
1: strip poker alone. To strip poker alone with yourself <laughs> in
0: a full haptic suit. Um so no, I think I think this is a natural progression of I don't think it's going to be um I don't think it's gonna be anything that is um that's going away. I don't think it's cyclical. I think you're gonna be able to seek out experiences that are singular, right? And I this goes back to the top of the podcast oh, yeah. where we were talking about Ubisoft. Yeah. Um and, and their 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 quest for making everything in a singular, expandable world. Right? Cyberpunk, I think you know, is a is a yes. cool example. That's a good that is gonna be a phenomenal, phenomenal single player experience. Sure. But and I think you already
1: mentioned I'm I'm pumped for Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man. I'm pumped, I, I, for, I'm pumped for Red Dead, which I brought up earlier. Right, but I think, uh, but I'm not. Red Dead will have a multiplayer element. Sure, it will. That's, right. Yeah, the, the first yeah, one did. Sure. Um, but that
1: doesn't mean I'm gonna. I'm not pumped to play Red Dead online. Just like right. I didn't play Grand Theft Auto online. Correct. Uh, GTA five was just a fun fucking campaign.
0: All right, Ben. Thanks for hanging out, man. Um, yeah, I think it's. But I think what what's what we're gonna see is the natural progression of. I think we're going to see the natural progression of these communities going online. And we're going to see, and, in in uh, and I wish, you know, if our, if our one guest speaker, uh, the, another guy that we play Xbox with, uh, Odin came on cause he's our VR specialist. Um, yeah, we should have him pop in. If I yeah. 100% when we do a topic that is all VR, we would need to have him. But my point yeah. being is, is, um, We are going to start seeing, and I I don't want to point at Ready. I don't necessarily want to point back at Ready Player One again. I think that is where the world is going. You are going to have, you are going to have, yeah, the, yeah, you're going to have online worlds and online experiences. That if you choose to have a multiplayer experience, great. But then you're also going to eventually have single player experiences where people choose. To take on the role of the shopkeeper in the single-player experience, man,
1: I want that now. I brought that up at a family gathering. I was like, I can have a game where I can run a shop, right? And like, have to coordinate where my shipments come from the town across, yon. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I think, and, me, and you're, in you're, in.
0: you're then taking that one step further as the shopkeeper because that's what you've chosen to do on your digital identity in this virtual world. You are then now posting quests that are to protect your shipments from yeah. the enemies back and forth, right? I mean that that's sure. that's where this is all going, and I think we you know we got touches on that in Ready Player, and we keep bringing up Ready Player while we keep talking about Fortnite. But you know these are the buzz they buzzwords at this point. They're not yeah. they're not passing fads. Fortnite is and, and not going anywhere.
1: Sure, and UGC is becoming more and more popular. User generated content is becoming. Oh, sorry, I, I listened to a podcast where they talked about it the whole time. So UGC is what came out, right? Um, but user generated content is is becoming more and more prevalent because it's it's getting easier and easier. Well, look at what Bethesda the guys did. Over at Media molecule that make a mm-hmm. little big planet that are now coming out with dreams. Yep. And their trailer for that at E three was a concert that was completely created in that. Yep, we're going to see like films come out of that and like, new games come out of that. And much like I think the extension of games is moving is going to become VR. I think the extension of user generated content is going to very much in line with VR become a world full of user generated quests, right? Where I've taken up a role and oh, someone's attacking my stuff, but I'm a shopkeeper. I'm not going to go fight them, so I'll pay you mm-hmm. this much gold to go save my shit yep um it's interesting because that that eventually and this is man a whole other topic but that eventually has to get to the point where games become so involving that being a troll would be bad for you right well i think that's that's how that's how that system will root out trolls is that like if a dude's a troll everyone in the town's gonna be like fuck that guy right we want to cooperate and so if you're a troll and you go you know save the shopkeeper shit, but then keep it yourself. You're not going to be able to go back to that town. Everyone's going to shoot you because they're going to be like, oh, you're the motherfucker that, that did that. Right. Um, and
0: I think, though, that that becomes where and that's and this is uh, also we're getting off into the other weird, uh weird thing of alternate universes and topics. Yeah, is, I'll
1: I'll write it back in after your after your is,
0: after your statement in, in that realm is I see that is where Bitcoin um Jesus has yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. has its play is now not only are you a troll, but you're actually dealing in hard currency that is usable in real life, right? Because those types of games and looking at the ready player one scenario, nobody's doing anything. And it's even touched on a little bit and going back to you know, user generated content, is they even make reference to it in that game. Um the the uh damn it the one character. The currency? No Wait, who? Uh not uh not Percival, his best friend. H. Uh, H, thank you. I knew it was a letter, uh, men in black Well, it's style. spelled
1: like A-E-C-E-H yeah, yeah. or something.
0: Um, but, uh, my point being is, is H is top-ranked on the mod boards, and she's literally working on a commission. Spoiler. Um... Oh, that's that's in the book. It's not even in the movie. Yeah, I know. No, but for for the random person who's listening, that is going to complain that the, this the episode is
1: listening while reading the book. Thing.
0: No, no, <laughs> listens to the podcast that is complaining that we didn't mark spoilers.
1: We um, almost didn't before. but don't worry.
0: Is um is is top ranked on the mod boards. I see that's where it's coming right. And you saw that and rainy back into my point is is Bethesda brought mods to Xbox Ax- brought mods to console modding is a right. thing right people are yeah, putting yeah, yeah. put people are already putting this out on and i'm sure this was touched on in the other podcast but people are putting shit out on the markets that is making people real money right csgo yeah. there's a whole economy around knives with virtual paint jobs on them
1: oh yeah and even even pubg is has an economy on on pc where people are selling skins for shit and things like that right uh no you're right, absolutely. Uh but <laughs> to rein it back into single player. We've talked a lot about how versus multiplayer. Versus multiplayer, right. We've talked a lot about how um multiplayer has all these abilities to adapt mm-hmm. and that single player needs to in some way imitate, if not imitate, uh I don't know, borrow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime what do you think the the immediate solution is? Is it that games are going to have to take a risk on making something, uh, and they they just have to do it to to extend that that um, olive branch towards you know developers making artistic expressions of you know storytelling, or are we going to see more big studios drop their operating costs and become like a triple I Studio, you know the the large indie studios like we're like Valve just bought um, Campo Santo, mm-hmm. who's making In the Valley of Gods. Uh, yep. <clears throat> like indie games, I think, and I wrote about this years ago. I think indie games have been kind of the saving grace of the game industry because the game industry has become this kind of gross, bloated system of like franchise hierarchy, and uh, every year four games that at least the four games that belong to a large multi-billion dollar franchise
0: no i i agree i think i think but we're starting to see and if you want to talk about anything pivoting right anything coming back to center or swinging the other way going back to your analogy about hot and cold earth and ice and fire um is you're starting to see and not so much from activision activision as a company has been suspiciously quiet as of late right they have not done things we've seen a lot of and now granted they are in the position of power because of the blizzard part uh blizzard yeah i was gonna uh, say is, they
1: didn't decide to deal with this uh, with espn
0: right but um yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's but that's what's that's for a specific property that happens to be owned by blizzard not activision right and i'm convinced at this point that blizzard is actually calling the shots, not Activision. Um, oh yeah,
1: I'm sure Blizzard watched what they, what Activision did with Destiny, and right?
0: Like, mm, no. we, we got this. Yeah, we're good. We're I gonna go so. ahead and we're gonna go ahead and take that over too, so you guys don't really destroy that universe. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. God, could you imagine if Blizzard actually took over Bungie and gave them creative resources? What would Can happen? Create... What What would happen to that game?
1: You want to know something funny? Uh, I actually think that's what's happened with 343. Mm. I think Phil Spencer took over Xbox. Oh, Halo yeah. was the last result. Halo 5 was the last result of the prior leadership.
0: Don Matrick. And Fucker. <laughs> I know,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Halo 5 was the result of previous leadership. And I think Phil Spencer, after Halo 5 came out two years ago, pulled everyone at 343 aside, uh, probably specifically Frank O'Connor, Geeky Wolfkill, you know. Yeah people in charge um i always remember the actual what a fucking great name what an unbelievable name anyway go on what's the name of the woman that's actually in charge i always forget her name and it bugs the shit out of me um please hold i'm gonna google this because it's gonna bug me and i should know the name of one of the most important female developers in my ladies and
0: gentlemen it's time for another radio visual you'll hear key clicks and then we'll say a name
1: (laughs) No, she's a she's a, a a woman in charge of a development video and that's important. It is. Bonnie Ross. There we Bonnie go. Ross. It's Bonnie not a hard Ross. name either. No, it's not. And I knew it was something that wasn't fucking Kiki Wolfkill, but that name's so memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm sure Phil sat down with these people and was like, Xbox is about doing what's right for players, and what that means oftentimes is... I, mean, I don't even know if you would have said that, but I don't know. I, You bringing up Blizzard, you know, taking over Activision's publishing arm and just becoming the publisher uh, mm-hmm. and giving Bungie that creative freedom feels exactly like what happened in 343, because they fin- They released Halo 5, they made good on really fucking up Master Chief Collection, <laughs> and for the last couple of years, they've been building an engine and, like, that's a studio that makes one of the tentpole games for Microsoft and at Lord knows Microsoft doesn't need money because Xbox isn't what makes them their bread and butter. But Phil Spencer, it, it had to have come to them and been like, make what you want to make. Yeah. And, and there's no, there's no limits on it. There's no safeguards on it. If you, if there's not an engine that exists that works to make what you want to make, take the extra two years and easily 200 million development dollars and make an entirely brand new engine right that's that's the ideal and that's why i'm excited for and this is jumping way back to e3 conversation that's why i'm excited for microsoft's future because they're spending money giving studios the opportunity to have freedom whereas any other acquisition that i've heard especially when i heard found out that bungie and activision were working together i was like oh You know what I mean? Like, other acquisitions, you cringe, and you're like, oh, fuck, what does that mean? And hearing what Xbox is doing, and then, like, immediately hearing uh, Ninja Theory, when someone was like, well, what are you going to make now? Because you're a small studio. They're like, um, we're (laughs) going to hire people. Yeah, we got money. We want to be a studio of hundreds, and we want to have voice acting talent come in, instead of, you know, having someone read the lines and going, you know what? You should do it. Uh... That's a good sign that you know that that I think I mean I guess to come full circle to my very long-winded point. yeah, I, was I think it's going to just yeah, I think it's just going to take publishers, specifically first party because they're the ones with the most money and with the least skin in the game and these kinds of investment opportunities, it's gonna just take them going it's art, it's important, and just do it.
0: Yeah, I think we're seeing. I think we're seeing a lot of that, right? It's it's not as prevalent at Activision. You're, I think you're seeing it. Um, I, I think the people that are at the bottom of the list on who's actually you know doing the, a good job of this is um, Activision. I think unfortunately Sony is not doing a great job of it. Um, oh boy, someone who doesn't like what Sony's doing. Uh, I like this guy. Sorry uh i know that's that's a that's that's gonna divide the world because sony and i go who cares it's all just one system now right um and i think that's that's what it's becoming in this grand but we'll i'll get to that point in a minute and then you have nintendo and microsoft who are doing good jobs microsoft i think had a phenomenal showing at e3 where they bought ninja theory they bought these games and said uh and i think you could point everything you can point at microsoft is uh to The new CEO going, hey Phil, you're in charge of this. Xbox is a brand. It is a (laughs) it is a thing that is core to our ecosystem of products. Go and run it and make it successful.
1: Go fix it. Go fix it. Two Microsoft is done. Yep. (laughs) Two y'all can do it
0: to um getting that and they think but i think the publisher that is doing the absolute best thing right now and doing a great job of it and this is going to be really unpopular and everybody's going to flame me on twitter and uh, when they listen to this is ea oh. ea oh, shit that's not what i thought you were... nope ea is doing a I phenomenal job and i think they have they also are doing so much of it because they have so much to prove and getting away from that oh, yeah, corporate right. mentality of that you want to talk about a corporate suck ass. Um, well, they, got, they
1: got some respect to earn back for sure.
0: Yeah, they've, they've they, 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 EA understands that the chips are down, the cards are on the table, and it's their game to lose right now. They fucked up yeah. and they know it. They, it was, I, I could not believe that the Yarny 2 or whatever it was, you know, um, Unravel 2 yeah. um, is, uh, came out. Right there, was it was done. It was ready to go. Like that was a huge thing.
1: And that they announced that other EA. uh, Fuck, what's their indie game branch called? Whatever. We're doing. We are
0: professionals, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) Hey man, there's a lot of shit to remember, and I can remember really
0: dumb shit. Yeah.
1: Um, No, they announced that uh, Storm game.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Uh,
1: Fuck me, no. EA originals. EA then, originals. Um, sea of Solitude.
0: Sea of Solitude.
1: Yeah, so we, we got that. Um, no, I thought, and mean just looping back. And I, I, I mean, it, it's what games are—they loop on each other. And it's still too soon after E3 to not be looping back. Mm-hmm. But you're right, EA made mistakes, um, and they've backtracked. And like this, this E3 wasn't perfect because. They did have a Battlefield developer come or a Battlefront developer come out, and apologize for making mistakes, and then try to hype his game. And then the CEO came out and was like, "We're doing all these great things," and it's like, dude, shut you, up! You're the one that fucked up Battlefront. You should be the one coming out owning shit, not this guy who just worked on the game that he loved. Whatever. They made mistakes still, but they were quick to say no loot boxes. They were quick to say. All this shit um but yeah i I agree with you they they're in a play, they're in a position to do you know like they could make a good game in the next two years, and people will think it's great mm-hmm. because the expectation the bar has been set so low, and like that's something I hope they capitalize on. I hope respawn gets that Star Wars game out and it's great, so people think it's world de- defining and i th- I hope they get I hope, I hope battlefield 5 is good you know what I mean well I think
0: I think that's the first thing we're gonna see it's battlefield 5 right is is gonna come talk about yeah. single player multiplayer right that that is uh, the the single player campaign all of the battlefield campaigns have always um just made me, just made me smile and made me cry and made me happy uh and sad and I think that, that you know dice has a phenomenal grasp on telling that story but then they have a more more phenomenal grasp on the multiplayer element. And for all of the faults of Star Wars Battlefront 2 with loot box and everything, the game itself and the gameplay is solid. Um, it's fun. Oh,
1: yeah, DICE, DICE doesn't uh, fuck uh, around when they
0: make shooters. Nope, not at all. Um, and I think you it's... Remember when they
1: made Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare? Yep.
0: That phenomenal. game went hard.
1: It did. That game went hard. Um, very <laughs> the much The so. mechanics in that game were, were legit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. No, that's,
0: uh, that's really all the point I had was is that, you know, EA is, EA's got the most to make up, and they're doing the j- best job publicly right now uh, getting it. G-
1: getting it. Yeah. All right. So um, Single player and multiplayer is interesting, man. It Multiplayer's is. Multiplayer's got legs for days. Mm-hmm. It's got feet. Um, But. I would hope it has player, feet I if mean, it has legs. Hey, man, you don't always Your chairs don't have feet, do they? blew your mind okay <laughs> let's go with that uh, moving on uh multiplayer's got legs for days um and it'll be interesting to see how it uh, evolves over the next few uh years yep. uh, maybe even the next generation uh and single player isn't I don't think single players oh no, my dog barked fuck four podcasts in and he barked the first time tonight anyway um single player's not going away it's just gonna have to change yeah. Um, and I think what we read earlier from Ubisoft about their, their worlds getting bigger um, and becoming more interconnected is a big deal. Um, also, and we didn't talk about this, and I don't know why, um, and we don't have to talk about it a ton. I, I, I assumed at some point game development would get cheaper, and it didn't. I think we're going to um, start seeing that, though uh i, I think, think we could no i think final fantasy square enix just said last year they figured out a way to make games as beautiful as final fantasy 15 more quickly um and then well i don't necessarily think it's going to be from a graphical
0: asset standpoint i think we're getting to the point where we're getting to the point technology wise where the, the fidelity of games is only going to get so much better right you have a point where yeah. you graphics
1: yeah, arc is gonna start slowing down.
0: Yeah, you you have a point where graphics could only get so good that the human eye can accept them as reality, right? Um yeah, sure. and, and that's I'm very Valley.
1: Uncanny Valley. Valley shit's coming.
0: Yeah, that's that's very <laughs> that's meta already. that's very metaphysical. But my point being is is you can only get as good a graphics as what you have right now sitting in front of you in real life. So there's a there's a ceiling there for graphic fidelity. But I think yeah I think more notably is is going back to the whole topic of this conversation in multiplayer is as developers start creating these shared worlds that they will just continue expanding they don't have to create a new engine they don't have to create a whole new realm or graphical assets they're just tacking on and reusing assets if You're talking about an Assassin's Creed that is spanning multiple countries of a same time region, of a same time period. Let's say 1610. Well, the materials from 1610 Greece are going to be very similar to what you have in 1610 uh, country north of Greece at that point. Rome uh, type of
1: thing. Um, Right? We're even seeing it from Origins to Odyssey, right? right. Odyssey, people are like, it looks like Origins? Well, of it's course it does. It's fiscally responsible to do that shit.
0: Right, and it's literally a couple years after. Yeah, it's a sequel.
1: Also, mm-hmm. it's it's fiscally responsible. People keep talking shit about their single-player game going away, but then they, they want to shit on a game for reusing assets. Like, There's a point where that gets annoying. Sure. You can, yeah, I mean... The second game is not that point. Not to be... We've been playing Call of Duty for 10 fucking years with the same assets.
0: Yeah, not to be too cliche, but you know you can please some of the people some of the time, but not all of them all the time. Um, yep. And and that is one hundred percent sometimes not in even gaming. some of them all the time. No. Right. <laughs> right, you are. you are.
1: I'm looking at you, Destiny too.
0: Yeah, no. Let's. There are the diehard Destiny fans out there. I mean, and they will they defend exist. that. Sure. Um, um we, we know play, a couple. Yeah, of them. we play with a couple of them. Um, yeah. And for them, it's fine. For me, it's Diablo, right? It's right, yeah. You know, the grind. Everybody enjoys the grind in some way. I just happen to like mine when there's lots of pretty colors
1: flushing everywhere. Ooh, that should be our next episode. We should talk about the best gameplay loop, the best grind, right? The best, like, go out, do missions, come back, get experience, buy shit, go out, do missions.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's get through Comic Con first, and then we can figure oh,
1: that yeah, out. Oh yeah, we gotta figure out what we're gonna talk about. So yeah, in uh, not even a week, on Tuesday, uh, myself and Sketch Lawyer from the chat um, are going to be headed to San Diego Comic-Con with another buddy of ours that plays Xbox with us. Eric, I don't know if you've ever played with Bearcats, but he'll be there. Hmm,
0: I have not. Um,
1: so we'll be in San Diego from the 17th to the 24th, which means that one podcast will be in San Diego, and we'll be with a group of people. And Eric's going to be in Chicago, right? That same... Mm-hmm stint of time and we have a group of friends in Chicago. Honestly, the only person getting left out would be Odin. But we can have him uh we can have him Discord in if he wants. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um we can figure it out. But yes, uh so that's next week. Um I'm planning on doing some kind of small post of some kind with all three of us in San Diego each day to kind of give everyone a Comic Con update. We're gonna go to the Rocket League third birthday party. Uh, Trying and run into the guys from Kind of Funny, Greg Miller and all them. Uh, all sorts of shit. But uh, more details as that gets closer. I know, it's four days away, so it's <gasps> pretty close. But more details as that gets closer. Um, Eric, in wrapping up, man, what's your... Uh, you got any bounties? You've been playing, listening, you've been reading. What's up, what's up?
0: Man, uh, work has been such hell that I have not had to... Uh, not had a chance. You were still pubg in it. The, the PTS is... Uh ptr or whatever the hell it's called is up um, yep. yeah so that's a bit, by the way that's super fun uh probably jump into that here in a minute um not really oh, i started the second uh book in the uh by that daniel o'malley gentleman uh it is called stiletto um after i got done oh. with the first one the rook um so i'm about uh I, i'm through like the second chapter and in, in that one it's it's pretty good too. Um, and that's that's about it. I'm, I I like I said we're we're in this doldrum of things where I'm just kind of hanging out until next month when uh or actually a couple weeks from now when we get uh we happy f- or uh yeah, what is it? Yeah, we happy we few. Have, we yeah, yeah, we happy few. Um I I was super excited for Code Vane, but you know, shit happens. Um yeah. I was super excited for Code Vane nobody else in our group is excited for super but if we talk about anime pretty yeah, sure
1: rpgs and jrpgs coming up
0: here. pretty sure there's me and then the rest of the group is probably about ten, fifteen thousand feet below me when it comes to my love of anime <laughs> um because i am a huge anime dork um
1: I'm pronounced
0: oh uh, <laughs> um
1: but anyway uh yeah that's about it cool um i as i opened this show uh been real hard all week to have a good portfolio to take to comic-con and by portfolio i mean uh the the, the roots of a podcast network so we've got this one we have got family quest i've got one with my grandma i'm recording and i'm recording tomorrow night and that'll be a whole other thing that'll be either weekly or bi-weekly um all sorts of stuff. We're gonna try and get uh nerdy bits going. Try and get Eric out of his job and into working on games all the time, podcasts and, and playing games for a living and yeah, now and that now that that,
0: now that that now that other company that also has nerd in their name is without a leader, we're fucking moving on in.
1: I didn't even think of that. I did I don't I mean I didn't think of that situation. I didn't think of us moving in to We're, we're taking it over their spot. We're taking Ms. it over.
0: Fucking, we're going to go I, Pitbull, Mr. Yo, Worldwide.
1: I go, I googled him the other day, because I was like, yo, what the fuck happened? Mm. He just disappeared. Anyway. anyway,
0: I'll tell you what um, happened. I'll tell you what happened. There's an old adage there. Hell hath no fury. Um, oh,
1: yeah.
0: I'll leave <laughs> it at that. No fury
1: I'll leave it at that. Unless you're a piece of shit, and then hell mm. hath all the fury. Karma. It
0: is a wheel, and it eventually gets back to here.
1: Um, yeah, you can you can only hold the shit down so it overflows. So true. we could just keep doing this all night. Yeah,
0: that's
1: um, not. I have been playing Bomber Squad, which came out on games on Game Pass hmm. on the tenth. Yep. Uh, if you played FTL on PC, um, normally if people played FTL and they hear someone start describing a game by saying "If you played FTL," <laughs> you know you're gonna like it. Yep. So essentially, it's a more in-depth FTL. You've got a, a bomber that's got a crew of six or seven
0: mm-hmm. that you
1: fly missions in. You can slow down time to tell them where to go and what to do. Yep. It never stops time. And boy, let me share a quick anecdote. Was I FTL the
0: Night. did FTL on... make it to console?
1: No, never console. It made it to mobile. So it's what is PC the game I'm and, thinking and of that thought...
0: slows down time that
1: was on console? Anything that's super hot. Mm,
0: were you like
1: walk time only moves when you move uh maybe it was a capybara game oh no that's not i have no idea what you're talking about i'll have to look it up all right fto was made by um oh fuck me they made into the breach too
0: all right go on sorry i didn't mean to. Uh,
1: i can't remember the name of that company anyway um No, no, no. So, a quick anecdote from Bomber Crew. I did my first uh, not epic, um, like, plot point mission. Like, the first one that was a big deal. I did a bunch of small little missions to get my, to cut my teeth, if you will. Mm Then the first big deal mission. The job was to fly the bomber over a plane and take out submarines while it was Fly the bomber over a boat. There you go. Uh And protect it from submarines, while it essentially drove shaped charges into a a submarine factory. So, bombing the submarines, nailed it. Totally fine. I didn't miss a single one. But then batteries start shooting, Mm. and I was too low to be above their operative range. And then planes came in. So, six of my eight crew died. (laughs) My ship, I didn't have oxygen, I didn't have heat i didn't have hydraulic pressure and i found out and this is this game is fucking brutal the game told me with four people dead already and four people just hanging on oh by the way i was on my return route oh by the way if you go to the highest altitude fighters can't follow you so i was like that would have been good to know i would have turned around and jumped straight up to the highest altitude right away to get away from this but by the time i got up there catch this no, my oxygen system was out. Yep. And my insulation was out. Yep. So two people died of hypothermia and one suffocated. Mm. <laughs> and I flew down and I literally emergency had the emergency crash the plane because I didn't have hydraulics to put the landing uh, out. This is uh one person was unconscious when I landed. The impact knocked the last knocked the pilot, the last awake person on board unconscious. And so those two people were the lone survivors of a mission that, while successful, cost a lot of lives. Tragedy. Yeah, that game's a, that game's a fucking blast. Um, I'll, I'm going to take a few days to get back into it because that was an utterly demoralizing <laughs> experience. <laughs> uh, but Super Time
0: Force, that's the game I was thinking of.
1: Oh, Super Time Force is dope. Yeah, is. That's, uh, that game is very good. Oh man, I haven't played that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't played Super Time Force, every time you rewind, it doesn't take your old character away. You could just stack. So Correct. You can like rewind ten times while shooting one thing, and on the final, the final time you hit play, there's ten of you shooting yep. it. Yeah, That's that was a uh, really cool mechanic. Yeah, that game's that game's very good. Love me um, some Capybara games. Yeah, man other than that that's really it um i've been listening to a podcast called zigzag which everyone should listen to it's uh two women starting a media startup okay and using a going through a company called civil that's trying to fund journalists through blockchain and cryptocurrency it's real interesting Um, all right so check that out zigzag it's being a published by uh radiotopia which is so percent like, invisible or any of that it's funny
0: there. funny story about cryptocurrency
1: oh boy aren't they all but
0: well no this one's really funny so back in the early 2000s when i was when final fantasy 11 just came out i had had someone buy something from me with 150 bitcoins when uh back in the early 2000s this was like Right when they became a thing. Um, like yeah. they were even there. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care, whatever. So then finally when I sold my account, I sold the 150 Bitcoins with them. Um, I wish I hadn't have done that because a year ago I would have had 150 Bitcoins at, I think they were at like
1: $11,000 a piece. Yeah. Uh, That's startup money right there, my friend.
0: <laughs> uh that's unfortunate.
1: Or or early retirement
0: money. Yeah, that would have been kids' college. You know? Yeah. No regrets. No. Now we got Amen. the House of Glass and Bounty Board. We're going to do it.
1: We're going to do it. I don't know do if it. you noticed. I've been sporting a bounty board. I know. I saw a it.
0: I have, a, um, uh, I have a Call of Duty Elite shirt on from when that was a thing. <laughs> if oh, you man, remember that. It,
1: was, yeah. yeah. Shit. I do remember that.
0: Mm hmm. This is from my Good Call of Duty 18. Modern Warfare Three Collectors Edition, which still has, it's up here on my shelf somewhere. One of the coolest things. I don't know if you ever saw it. Um Is
1: that the one that came with the a, a drone C one thirty or something? No,
0: no, no. This is the one that came. It had the uh it had the book, like the the, the note like the journal with like the mission logs and everything else in it that's all handwritten. Um uh, I'll have to find it and take a picture, but it was super cool. Um it's. A, I'll yeah. find it in a minute. I'll send you a picture. Well, anyway. I have
1: a. I have a couple of Halo special editions. One of them has Doctor Catherine Halsey's personal notebook. There you go. I've yep. actually read that thing. Like I've got that one
0: times. too. Yep. I've got a Some helmet. That, it was the one
1: that came out with Reach. Yep. I've got a helmet, a helmet up there. Out uh, was the helmet two? It was Halo two or Halo three. The the visor's like gold. Is like orange gold. Yeah. 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 That's, that's Halo a two. Giant one. I uh. Yeah. I got lots of cool shit up here on the shelf. So I got the Halo Five Special Edition one. It's the big old statue of Locke and Chief. hmm Halo's my shit, man.
0: Yeah, I wish uh, the uh, one thing that I'm looking forward to is that uh, we didn't talk about it much, but Darksiders Three. That we didn't talk about that in the news segment.
1: Oh no, we didn't.
0: Um, that's all right, but uh, we need to wrap up anyway. But I, I, I kind of have dropped hints to my wife about the. edition of that game uh because it has uh it it has been it has been a minute since I've added something to my shelf and the three 11 inch statues that that game comes with of war fury and death yes it does um are are mighty fine looking
1: that's not
0: yeah that's the thing 11 inch statues Uh... war fury and death um I'm looking this
1: up right now but oh
0: what I, what I'm so gonna cool. do is I'll probably wait because the fourth game is inevitably gonna have another edition and that one you will get strife with so
1: sure this also says it has this also says it has four high quality figurines. What's the fourth? maybe it is strife dude if strife fucking was just in this collector's edition that would
0: be awesome. Cause one it would be it's not oh what is it
1: it's uh it's uh oh my god what's that character's name they're gonna sh- they're gonna show it it's death it's war fury fury and uh volgrim which is oh um, yeah yeah the 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 Mark guy... Hamill's character is not yep
0: mm-hmm. yeah. oh that's cool well i'll i'll take a volgrim too um... yeah yeah but uh, So there, just going back to our topic real quick, and I know we're super at time, but there is an interesting take on our single-player versus multiplayer where we have a game franchise that was specifically built with the notion of becoming becoming co-op. a multiplayer co-op game. In You've got the first game introducing War, the second game introducing Death, the third game introducing Fury, and the last one is going to introduce Strife, but the last one is supposedly going to be
1: four player a four-player co-op game. Yo, dude, that's it. Our closing note can be this. I I mean, if you agree. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Single player isn't... Oh, that's what it is, man. Single player isn't one person alone going through the story. Mm -hmm. Single player now is PvE. And the way single player survives is they learn to make stories where you can go through that story with your friends.
0: Agreed. That, I, think that's, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, but I think that's where we're going. Co-op stories
1: is where we need to go to save story-based games. I
0: think that's where we're going to go with Anthem, right? Yep. We're going to see that they with Anthem.
1: Even, they, they even said there's no...
0: Yeah, I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see that. Well, the whole game is multiplayer. You mean PvP. Uh, exactly. Yeah, see? Sorry. look, I did it. I did yeah. it right there. Right. Uh, I think we're going to see that a lot more in The Division um yeah. there was a game that was just announced today i posted in the discord uh what is that that remnant from ashes game which looks super interesting i
1: haven't, I haven't watched that truly um
0: four player co-op the interesting thing about that one is is apparently every stage is randomly generated um which is could be really cool could be really bad um i think Diablo three did a phenomenal job of that when they introduced the riffs and the greater riffs because those are all randomly generated stages uh, based on a set of assets.
1: So you can do it. Yeah. See what
0: well, that's again Blizzard.
1: Uh, I'm super sad that I didn't think about the PVP PVE thing early in this podcast. Right. Because it completely changes my mind. But like, you single did. Player, I was thinking of as just one person, but it's not. Right. It's me. not. No. It's PVE now.
0: But I mean think about you we've been had that experience with Gears which is a game we did not mention which had four player co-op. Halo, man. Uh, OD- yeah. Did... Halo, ODST. Oh. Yeah. Uh I think I think you're right. Single player is becoming is it is it a PVP or a PVE scenario?
1: Dude, video games went it's almost full circle. We're going back to sitting around a table playing a and d campaign. With That's ourselves. exactly
0: what we're doing. Except the, yes. except the AI is a machine learning supercomputer that's just figuring out how to kill us.
1: <laughs> topic Man. for a different With day. Okay. With that, we're gonna we're gonna make a, a our way out of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for chatting, uh, Sarge. Thanks for coming by. Sketch Sawyer, thanks for coming by in the chat. Nobody else really talked. That's okay. We don't we don't have to have everyone talk all the time. That's fine. All good, baby. But- all good. You will see us again next week. Um, I'm not sure what day exactly it will be, but we yep. will iron that out.
0: We'll figure it out. I don't know. Uh, we may not be streaming next week. That depends on the situation. We'll keep everybody posted on the Twitters uh, and the social medias. Just pay attention. We'll definitely, I think, we'll definitely be recording next week regardless. For sure. Yeah, uh, we'll have a recording. It's, Absolutely. It's tough to take the stream setup
1: with me in the travels. Um, yeah. But we'll uh, we'll figure that out. You know what we we could do, and this is bananas, and it would be a really bootleg thing, but we could have two people with their phones FaceTime, right? And then the other two people, Facebook.
0: Oh, I was going to say what's even more bananas is I actually hijack my company's studio for the night and bring Caesar and Mo in, and we all sit behind on a couch with, like, professional 4K cameras and punch the stream, but that's never going to happen, so we're just going to going to let I mean that would be dope. But don't gonna... get yourself. Right. Yeah, we're, we're going to let that money yet. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to let that one die. Um on yeah, the vine not right making there. Money over here yet, so That would be so awesome. I, I dropped something there it guess. Um Now, we'll figure it out. I think uh, I think it would be fun if we could get uh one. It would let me actually meet C. <laughs>
1: He's I've a, only
0: met Mo. I haven't uh, met Caesar yet. I have not. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll coordinate. I met Mo and
1: Terry. I met Mo and Terry. Last we'll coordinate. But
0: I will uh, take my mic, and if nothing else, hey, I'll have my.
1: How long are you going to be in Chicago?
0: Uh, just till Friday morning.
1: Oh damn! I'm going up. The third. All right. Let's
0: let's podcast. let's we'll figure this out.
1: <laughs> We're having a conversation.
0: We love you guys, and that's how much we want to bring you into our lives with this podcast, but. We're not going to yeah. bore you anymore with this.
1: You guys are awesome. Um, I, My name is Caleb Sawyer. I'm a heart. Oh, my God. I'm going to start that over, and I'm going to edit this shit out. Oh, my yeah. God, I just stumbled through that. Yes, yeah, you did. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Caleb Sawyer. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Xbox, PlayStation, Tumblr, at Lubwub, L-U-B-W-U-B. Eric, where can people find you?
0: I am hybrid glass down at the bottom there on uh the Twitter, the Twitch, the YouTube, everywhere you can find me there. But what uh as always, uh thank you for hanging out tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah on the stream. You're down there right now here. too. In You're in down the there middle. now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you See are. My name?
1: Mm-hmm. My name? I added it. Okay. bounty board up there. You got
0: it. You got it. Uh yeah, so everywhere. House of Glass. Uh hybrid glass uh slash hybrid glass on Twitch all the time. Uh streaming under the House of Glass. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, the house everybody. of
1: glass. All right. Uh, cool. Thanks so much, guys. We will uh, you'll hear from us.